Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hold the Line. My name's Joe, and I'm a British force-free gun dog trainer. You can check out my online courses at forcefreegundog.com. The newest course is called Training the T Drill. You can also pick up a copy of my book called Force Free Gun Dog Training: The Fundamentals for Success, which is available on Amazon's everywhere around the world. There's also an accompanying workbook to record your training sessions in. I'm currently working on a sequel to Force Free Gun Dog Training. And I hope it's going to be out maybe in about six months. We'll see. That's all for now. Let's get on with the show. Train your gun dog without force or fear. Motivate and educate. Hold the line is here. Invention, repetition, generalization, motivation. Hold the line. Oh, yeah. Hello, I am Joe Laurent, and welcome to Hold the Line, the podcast for force free gun dog training. Hold the Line is committed to helping you train your dog to an advanced level using motivational methods and without the use of fear or pain. Thank you for tuning in and please make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hold the Line. Hello everyone. So I've got some exciting news this week, which is that any day now I'm going to receive a proof of the book, which is super amazing. Um, It looks really fantastic. And I have to give so much credit to my husband, Adam, who spent so much time designing this book. And he didn't really know anything about book design before. He's never done it before. And he taught himself how to use this software in design to be able to do it. He researched loads of other books and looked at the layout and the style of lots of other books. So it looks really stylish and the illustrations are fantastic. Um, They're just really quirky and cool and just capture all the details that you need to know to be able to follow the exercises So it's a really comprehensive book. It's 437 pages um, and it has a foreword by Pippa Mattinson. Thank you very much, Pippa. And it has a super super duper cover photo uh, by Craig Koshik, who is a Canadian photographer specialising in um, photographs of working gun dogs. And he's a friend too. So this is like super duper um, amazing and I can't wait to see it and actually hold a copy, a real physical copy. That would be super amazing. Then we just have to check the proof. We have to make sure that it actually doesn't have any formatting problems or errors, but it should be available very soon. So that's super exciting. And it looks like we're going to have puppies and a book born at the same time, roughly. Um, So anyway, that's very cool. So yeah, talking of puppies, Moy is due in a week's time by the time this episode goes out. So... That's very exciting as well. Hold the line. So I had an email from someone called Victoria and she says, I'll read you it. She says, my question is, and I don't know whether you still have an episode planned on training in isolation or alone, but as a new remote trainer with no weekly classes to base home practice around, how should I approach lesson planning? I do a few minutes on each aspect to keep it fun and I always have a note of where we left the last session but too often I feel like I am just fumbling through. Add on top of this the increasing number of tasks and six months later not only do I don't feel like we're not making progress anymore but when we go out training the choice of things to practice is sometimes overwhelming. I never quite know what it is that we're supposed to be doing, when, for how long, how many days in a row etc. So I thought I would kind of um, 
respond to that because I think it's a very common um, situation to find yourself in, particularly if you're just starting out, because it can be really overwhelming the amount of stuff there is to train actually at first. Um, So I kind of jotted down some thoughts that I had about this. I think the main thing to say is make sure you have a plan for what you're going to do before you go out with your dog. So I know it's really easy to just get into the sort of everyone's so busy these days and actually taking the time to sit down and write out a plan, a sort of training plan. It doesn't have to be really detailed. You can just sort of scribble down six bullet points of things you want to work on. But if you don't do that, you get out with your dog, you drive out to wherever it is you're going. It's raining. You get out of the car. You're standing there in the rain with your dog, which really wants to get out of the car and get on with whatever it is. And your head is just empty. And all you want to do is just get out of there and get back home as quickly as possible so that you can get on with the rest of your day. And then it becomes a bit of a wasted session. So I think it's really important to plan your training sessions. Now, as you get more experienced at this, you'll end up probably not having to plan them, at least not in writing anymore. You'll just have a rough plan in your head and, you know, that's fine. But I think when you're first starting out, it really helps to actually have a plan written down. So I used to have a little kind of notebook, just kind of... um, one that's just fitted in my pocket and I would just jot down sort of six points of things that I was going to practice before I went out and I would take my little notebook with me and when I got out there with my dog and it was raining or whatever I would look at my notebook for what it was that I was supposed to be doing and I would work through these exercises now sometimes we didn't always um, stick to the exercises so if my dog had a problem with one of them and I hadn't anticipated that we might spend the whole session just working on that thing and scrap everything else under it but that's fine we we were productive so Um, I think it's just, you know, it's a rough plan and you need to be prepared to restructure the plan or scrap certain parts of the plan if it, if things don't work out when you get out there, but having the plan in the first place is, is still important. So I dug out my little booklet here. So I'm just going to read you something. This is from, uh, the 26th of August, 2006, um, (laughs) in my little notebook. So firstly, I would write the location. So I wrote the river at Ditchling, which might not make much sense to anyone else, but it doesn't matter because it only has to make sense to you. No one's going to read this apart from you. And then my little points were, number one, cold blind at 100 yards, six orange bumpers laid out. So I was working on a blind at 100 yards and I was using orange bumpers. Um, Number two, zigzag drill. Number three, steadiness on marks. Number four, eight bumper wagon wheel, orange dummies only. Then do some heel work for running about as a reinforcer. Then steadiness to dummy in the launcher, fired much further away. And recalls and sit whistles to finish with. So that was my little training plan. Um, And that's probably for Slate in 2006. So, you know, it's important, I think, to have these little... It takes like five minutes to write, to scribble it down. And often, because you're basing it on what you did in the previous session, it takes even less time than that because you're just building on what you did last time. So take time to have a plan before you go out. Um, all right, next thing I'd say is... I'm not quite sure how, if this is going to be helpful, but I find it useful to look at... This is particularly for retriever training, to look at... American retriever training because it's really structured it's arguably perhaps too structured but there's a very sort of there's a sequence of exercises and drills which American retrievers will be put through 
most of them use force, most of them use e-collars, but you can still look at what is the concept, which is being trained in each exercise. And you can still extract that con- that concept and train it using force-free methods and try and ensure that you're teaching your dog the same skills, but in a force-free way. And so that's why a lot of my, um, a lot of the stuff that I do uses drills. And it's also to do with, you know, when you get beyond the sort of basics, you'll need to be thinking about, Um, blind retrieves, maintaining straight lines, teaching your dog to handle and to maintain straight lines when handling. Um, You're just going to be increasing steadiness at heel work. So basically everything is going to become a lot more, um, you're going to be looking at what what your dog's finding difficult and you're going to be isolating that particular component and you're going to be looking at which drills will help you work on that issue um, if if you use drills, I do. So um, I like the American system because it is structured and because it therefore helps you not feel like Victoria just described herself feeling like she's floating around everywhere and she doesn't really know where to start. And there's just an overwhelming amount of stuff to do and what's next on the list. So that's part of why I like it. And what I've tried to do with my book actually, is I've tried to structure things so that there is a clear structure for people to follow. And I've tried to provide a sort of force free equivalent to this structured system that exists in, in the U S. So that's one of the things that I really like about the American system. And I think that's lacking largely in the British system. So, um, yeah, that's another little plug for the book, by the way, by the book. Um, all right. Another thing I wanted to say is Hannah Brannigan is fantastic when it comes to planning and organizing sessions. And I really want to get her on the show at some time to talk about this, but just to give you a little heads up now, if you go to her website, which is hannahbranigan.dog, and I'll spell that for you, it's H-A-N-N-A-H, Hannah, and then Brannigan with one N in the middle, so B-R-A-N-I-G-A-N, so, and sorry, dot dog at the end, so um, instead of dot com or something, it's dot dog, D-O-G, so hannahbranigan.dog, and if you look on that homepage, you'll see there is a question in the middle of the page which says, need help planning your training sessions? Question mark. And there's a little box where you can put your email address in to get one of her fantastic templates. Now she has these for free. And if you just put in your email address there, you will get one of her training templates. And the training template is, uh, it's if, if you're slightly obsessive in terms of organizing things and a control freak, then you're just going to love this because it really breaks down, it really gives you... Um, a way to break behaviors down, any behaviors. So you can really isolate the things that you need to be working on. And it really shows you the level of detail that you can get to when it comes to planning. So I highly recommend you you download that free PDF from her website. It may be too much for some people because I think if you were going to fill that in every single day, you, you might end up spending more time filling in your PDF and actually training your dog. But I think that, you know, using some of it is very helpful. So do take a look at it and see if it's any use to you. So the other thing I'd flag up is Hannah's um, podcast, which is excellent, that you also want to um, sign up for and listen to. It's called Drinking from the Toilet. And I would recommend you look at episode 21, which she called Why Bother with Training Plans? And episode 21 of her podcast was on the 27th of June, 2017. So it's some time ago, but you should still find it there wherever you are looking at podcasts so it's um, drinking from the toilet episode 21 why bother with training plans 27th of june 2017 
and that's a whole episode on why you should plan your training. So that's that's a little plug for Hannah and what she has to offer on that. And I really hope that to get her on the show as well. So other things to say generally, think about the location that you're going to be using to do your training and what it has to offer. So sometimes your plan is going to be sometimes you know you might have a location in mind first like I want to go to this place and then you might plan based on that place like what does that place have to offer does it have water does it have open ground does it have cover and based on what is available there you can then think about what sort of training and what aspects of your training you can work on in that location the other way you can do it is think I really need to work on this thing where can I go and find it so I really need to work on I don't know, lining and extending distance on blind retrieves. So I need open ground. Where can I find open ground to um, work on my blind retrieves some more to begin with? So um, think about, you know, where you're going to be, because that's going to have a big impact in terms of the training that you're going to be able to do there. So the final point I make is that it's really helpful to have something to work towards. Now, that could just be an online course, which you're following and you're getting structure via the course. So I offer three online courses, actually. So I have the Reliable Recall, I have Walk With Me, which is Gundog Heel Work, and I have the Clicker Retrieve course. So each of those courses is five weeks long and costs £35, and that will give you some structure. There's also, um, way back towards the beginning of this podcast, I interviewed um, Elsa and Lena from Retrieving for All Occasions, and they have some fantastic Gundog um um, online courses on their website so the, their website is retrievingforalloccasions.com and then if you just click on classes you'll see lots of online courses that they have to offer and you can sign up there so there is a way that you can get some sort of structure even if you're not able to attend regular classes the other way that you can get structure is by working towards some sort of assessment so it might be your kennel club working gun dog certificate it might be that you're working towards competing in working tests the next season it might be that you're doing gun dog club tests but having something that you can aim towards some sort of goal something that you want to achieve will keep you really quite structured in your training and and help you sort of persist with it there's it's really really hard you know as a trainer i sometimes have people come to my classes and they do um this is my general um training classes not Gundog, and they do like one set of eight um, classes, like one course, and then they're sent information about the next course to continue with. And often people will say, oh, I just need to work on this material by myself first. I just need to perfect a few aspects of this previous course first. And when I hear that, my heart kind of sinks because I just know they're not going to come back. And 95% of the time I'm right. So people just don't have the, I don't know what it is, whatever it takes to do it by themselves and to maintain that motivation to keep training in the absence of a class or a form of assessment or something concrete that they're working towards. So I think if you if you live in an isolated area in a remote location, it's especially important to think about that. So it might be that you're going to take a trip at some point in the year to somewhere to do your Kennel Club Working Gundog Certificate or, you know, so you might be driving, traveling further a few times a year to go and participate in an event of some sort and that's going to be what you're aiming towards but whatever it is you need some sort of something to aim for or some sort of structure um, and, and to, to be able to have a plan and to keep yourself motivated to keep training um, and if you can hear that in the background that's just Moy having a dream um, anyway um, I think that is all for this week 
and thank you for your question Victoria by the way and I hope that's given you some ideas in terms of working <laughs> working alone um, we, I could just let us listen to Moy having a dream I'm sure now I'm doing oh. wonder what she's dreaming about anyway um that's all for this week everyone and i will talk to you soon